Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am Michael, I'm Michael Host, your Sherlock. Obviously, I'm not. I'm Michael Sherlock, your host. And as you all know, sometimes I screw up my own name. <laughs> but hopefully I won't do that for my guest today. But you know, all month long, we are talking about the magic of marketing, which you know now is nothing magic at all. It's actually all about implementation. So we're going to talk from all of our strategies from our experts this month about what they can do to help us understand how to do our marketing better. And my guest today is Kate Skolnick. She specializes in helping people build their business on Facebook, starting from zero without spending a cent on advertising. So you know, I'll be taking a lot of notes. She has a unique ability to take the complex and make it simple. And she's very passionate about social media, which is so important today because none of us can make it without it. She literally grew up in small business. Her mother owned an antique shop. Her, her father was a GP. And her earliest professional experience was answering the switchboard for her father's medical practice. So, you know, she knows how to deal with customers as well. Today, she focuses on helping other moms launch their own successful social media businesses. So they gain both financial freedom and family time. And from the use of the word moms, you can probably ascertain that my guest today is calling in from Australia. So Kate, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I love it. I can just imagine you as a little girl on a switchboard answering calls at a family medical practice. So we'll have to dive into that. But before we get into that fun, tell us, you know, I hit the highlights of your bio, but tell us a little bit more about you, your business and how you help your clients to shock their potential. So I guess I do a couple of things. First of all, I do done for you social media marketing for people. So people who find Facebook and Instagram and things too overwhelming or confusing or time consuming, I take care of it for them. I can do their marketing uh, in terms of content creation. We run ads as well. And then because we've done that really, I feel like I've done that pretty successfully. And so I can see there's a lot of women out there who have kids and then really want a business that they can run from home in school hours or work around the kids. And I just think this is, this is perfect for that. So I'm teaching other people exactly how to do that because it can be a bit confusing and overwhelming. So in it terms really of how, sorry. Oh, I was going to say it really can. And I know that people as they're, you know, they have that idea, um, you know, like, I know I can make this work. Maybe it's something they create. Maybe it's a service they may be able to offer. But if you don't have a lot of marketing background, it can be really daunting. So I'm, I'm curious to learn more about what, how you help them. So one of the things that we do is I know that a lot of people starting a business, particularly starting a services business, they get really confused and bogged down in, oh, I need a website and then am I going to do WordPress? Am I going to do this? Am I need a logo? And then so I can't put in my website because I haven't got a logo. I need to go looking for a logo and where am I going to get one of those? Or what am I going to call my business name? So they get all of this stuff happening. And really, I say to people, you don't need any of that. Mm. Not for social media business. 
They're going, oh, oh, really? I say, yeah, you can just start with a Facebook page. Oh, but I need a business name. No, you really don't. You can just start with a business page that's called Your Name or Your Name Social. So just start with a Facebook page. Do whatever you need to do legally and insurance-wise within your country. But mm. you can just start with a Facebook page. Like, really, let's just start with the simplest infrastructure that you need and the shortest distance between where you are now and getting customers in the door because if you don't have customers that are paying you you don't have a business okay so let's let's get that happening as soon as possible that is so true in fact i just had a guest on um that uh, was in our February episode. And I've been following a lot of things that she's doing. And one of the things she reminds me of all the time is uh, not that she doesn't personally, I just listen to all her stuff. So I feel like she's talking to me. It's like answering the question, what can I do right now that will get me the most amount of opportunity or revenue with the least amount of work that has hopefully the longest term potential. And she gives that same analogy that you're talking about. Like you don't have to wait to have the perfect logo. You don't have hmm. to wait to have the perfect headshot or the perfect website. Just yeah. have something to get it going so you have momentum. And I think that hmm. you're right. There's a lot of people that because they think they need all those things perfect, that they may keep themselves from moving forward or at least moving forward as quickly as they can. Sure. And, and it's not just me saying it. So I, I learned to blog with John Morrow, who's one of the world's biggest bloggers. Now, he had a website in the beginning because he was a blogger and he was teaching blogging, so he needed a blog. But he did not have a logo. He made millions of dollars, millions of dollars without a logo and with a website that he admits is a pretty ordinary website. And it was pretty text-based. It wasn't beautiful. It wasn't pretty. There were no bells and whistles. And there were not professional photographs of him. So if he can do it, anyone can. So true. And I, I'm laughing because I'm thinking about, um, I've been trying to revamp my uh, company website for a while just to make some changes. And again, my husband who, um, luckily he doesn't listen to my podcast or he'd say, I can't believe you talk about me on this way on your podcast. And hopefully no one should tell him that I say it, but he's like, do you really need to spend time and money on your website right now when you have other things to do? <laughs> I went, okay, you're right. <laughs> I want to get We've them done everything. and there are things we need to get done, but yeah. And those are great assets. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I totally believe professional headshots and, you know, a great website. They are great company assets to have. You just don't necessarily need them to start a business, not a social media business anyway. Yeah. So when people come to you to work with you, what kind of, you know, what kind of, number one, what kind of businesses are they starting? But also what kind of you know, questions do they come to you with? Because often I know, you know, this, this role of kind of the coach and mentor, you get people to be very honest, not necessarily always in the beginning, but you know, you mm. really learn from them about what their pain points are. So, you know, tell me about the, there's probably not a typical person that comes to you, but tell me a little bit about the people who come to work with you. So the people that come to work with me, usually they've started doing something in social media and they're going, oh, how can I charge $500 a month? Like they're just going, yeah. and I'm going, you shouldn't be charging $500 a month, really. It depends on the package, but you can be charging a lot more than that, but they don't know, they don't know what to charge. They don't know how to raise their rates. They don't know what to put in the package. They don't know how to do, they don't know how to do sales and even mm -hmm. sort of non-salesy sales. They don't know how to position themselves so that, this is the key thing. They don't have to position themselves so that they're not competing on price. They're competing on value. 
the value that they bring to the organization that they're going to serve and help. So, you know, really some of that is mindset stuff. Some of that is confidence. And a lot of people do say to me, oh, look, I think the biggest thing I'm lacking is confidence. I just don't believe in myself and I don't know if I'm going to make a difference for the customer. So understanding those skills and strategies and knowing how to make a difference for someone's social media is a big thing. But then positioning yourself so that you, you can give, you can demonstrate the value that you're bringing. So it's not just I'm creating three pretty pictures a week for you for your social media. <laughs> well, and how do you help them gain that self-confidence? Because you're right, that is, you know, I mean, all of us at any time can, you know, identify with like the imposter syndrome kind of thing, but that can mm -hmm. really be a detriment to somebody taking their business to a whole new level or to making the business actually successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so really, it's about overcoming fear and living with fear and not letting fear master you. I remember hearing years ago, this copywriter said on a podcast that um, almost every entrepreneur on the planet feels like they are only one question away from being discovered as the fraud they feel they are. Oh, oh, that has deep. stuck with me, obviously. That's <laughs> went, oh. That's not just me. It's not just you. The thing is, we need to work out how to master our mindset long enough to be able to make those sales and, and demonstrate that we are authorities in our field and that we have knowledge and skills that we can impart. So part of it is, I mean, I think everyone who's an entrepreneur has a certain amount of fear. And then when you overcome fear, when you do something that, that you're scared of every day, you do a little thing that you are scared of every single day that builds that courage muscle and you can start feeling much more courageous and going, you know what, I have felt the fear and done it anyway in the past. And so I can do it again in the, in the present and in the future. I think that's great. I just wrote that down. Do something you are scared of every single day. And it doesn't have to be like jumping out of an airplane. It just, it's, it's about those little things that help you gain the confidence. I remember, um, gosh, I don't even know how long ago, but I was reading uh, Tim Ferriss's book, you know, the, I don't know, whatever. Hour Four work hour week. week. Four yeah. hour week. Work, yeah, week work, work, work week. And um, one of the things that he challenged people to do, and I actually tried it for a couple of days. I didn't like it. And I don't know that I would do it again, but I tried it where he said, you know, when you're walking down the street, make eye contact with every person until they break eye contact first. And I'm, I mean, I'm not like a shy person. I'll meet, you know, I'm a total extrovert, but that was, you know, that was really interesting because, you know, you're like, you, it's like basically don't blink kind of thing. But I remember thinking this is like really invasive in people until all of a sudden I realized, well, why not just look at them until they smile? And then you got to decide who you're going to pick best because they also might think you're, you know, coming on to them. <laughs> But it was, I remember I did, I did, as he said, and I tried it for a full week, probably not every day all the time. I didn't think about it, but it was interesting how much more it just allowed me to bring my head up. Not that I avoid seeing people, but sometimes if I'm walking or I'm going through the airport or something, you know, you've got things on your mind. So you're mm. looking down, you're thinking elsewhere, you're not focusing. And yep. what it did is it brought my attention to details up so much more. Mm. I didn't realize mm. I might be afraid of it until I started to do it. And I went, this is kind of terrifying, but then you get more used to it and you figure out how to incorporate those things into your life. 
Mm, yeah and you can do those little challenges that will help to grow your business at the same time so you can do things like you can go you know what I'm a bit scared of going to networking but I'm going to go to networking and networking is a fabulous way to build your business in the beginning even in lockdown like a lot of people might think oh well I can't do that in lockdown almost every networking group on the planet has got at the moment depending on where they are in the world either a blend of face-to-face and some online or um, you know they're just doing one or the other they they just did a massive pivot every networking group on the planet did that and for this sort of business for social media or anything like your business that's international going online is actually fantastic because you usually get to meet more people from a greater sort of geographic geographically dispersed area and yes. so you know you can meet people you wouldn't normally meet if you went out to to breakfast or to uh, whatever networking thing you go to and that's a great way whether you're doing it online or in person that is a little little step you can take to to overcome your fear and build your courage go to face-to-face meetings if you can go online I know a lot of people that I used to go to networking with face-to-face when it moved to online they suddenly went oh no I can't do that There'll be a whole bunch of people there that I don't, I'm on a camera. No, if I do it, I'll have to have the camera turned off. No, you can't have the camera turned off. You need to get people to know, like, and trust you. (laughs) Kind of defeats the purpose of networking when you have a camera turned off. Yeah, exactly. You don't go to networking in person with a paper bag over your head. So... (laughs) very true well I remember (laughs) too and you know I think that um, a lot of social media marketing can be overwhelming to people too Um, you know not only just the number of places that you you know can be or should be and uh, um, or or what you do to build your business and I remember um, this fall we made our first uh, within my organization made our first uh, effort into live broadcasting and at that time mm-hmm. i was only live broadcasting on my facebook page and youtube we didn't have a huge youtube following at that time and uh, but a pretty good one on my facebook and now so we actually you know well let me go back so the very first day you know my team's all in kenya so my my team's yeah. not so it's just me here in my office and i remember as i'm watching the countdown to go live and I'm thinking, what am I doing? Nobody will know if I don't do this, right? Because I hadn't like made it, you know, I hadn't said it's going to come next time and hadn't learned yep. enough about it. And I'm like, what am I doing? And then I thought, why am I nervous? I'll get up on stage and talk to thousands of people. But going live was really daunting. And I realized then that I wasn't prepared well enough. I didn't have like my bullet, I had my bullet points, but I hadn't like practiced it. And, you know, I thought maybe it just needs to be very casual thinking about to Gary V, you know, back to Gary V and when he started all his vlog stuff. And uh, so I got better and better and better. And then we took a couple months off because we were replanning our strategy for 2021. So, you know, as we go live um, now through LinkedIn and our LinkedIn page and everything, the, um, the stakes are much higher but my preparation Mm. is much higher and I don't get those butterflies anymore. I get an excitement right before I go Mm. live. But the only way I do that is because I did it. I did it when I was scared. I did it when I wasn't quite sure, you know, whether or not it was going to be well-received. And then Mm -hmm. I learned from it and I worked out the bugs. And I think that there is a lot to be said for not only to your point, doing it just to practice it, but also to realize you don't have to be perfect. You're not probably going to have the world stop turning just because you don't do something perfect within your social media um, channels. 
And this is the thing, imperfect action beats perfect inaction every single time. And the other thing to remember in social media world is that things have changed significantly in the last few years. People who were doing representing businesses, their own businesses or whatever, they used to sort of feel like they had to be perfect. So every photograph that was on there was professionally taken. And then, you know, there might be a caption on the side to sort of, you know, brand it or their own quote. And any videography should be professionally taken and all polished. Now, these days, people don't want that. People yeah. veer away from it. They see it in their newsfeed and their little sort of antennas go up and, and it's like, oh, this is a business. They're professional. Um, what are they going to sell me? So they actually don't want that. What we want is imperfect. We want imperfect and raw and real because it just helps people relate to us a lot better. Oh, look, she's a real person. She's not perfect. She, start, she couldn't even pronounce her, her own name at the beginning of the podcast. I am, you know, I'm not, I'm not having guys. That's why I, I leave, like, that's why I leave that is, stuff in there. That's great. It's great. It's like, you know, Gary V isn't perfect and he comes on. He always looks like he needs a bath and a shave. <laughs> he does. And so a good nice. night's sleep, right? <laughs> but imperfect people are embracing and moving towards imperfect so much more because it shows that we're human and we're not on a pedestal we're, we're actually you know quite relatable and look if this person can do it and be professional and run a successful business and stumble over their worms and <laughs> instead of their words um, you know it's it just it's it just shows that we are much more relatable and it's actually the world is moving towards that. They want that. So imperfect is is great. And I always tell people imperfect action. I have seen some people make cringeworthy videos, but they still get better results than no video. Yep, absolutely. I totally get that. And I, I agree. Uh, well, Kate, we're going to take a quick uh, break and hear from our sponsor for the month. Solopreneurs and small businesses often struggle to create effective digital marketing programs. It's hard to know where to start, what to prioritize, how to sift through confusing information and solutions that seem too good to be true. Agencies and full-time marketing employees are also expensive. And Marketing You is a modern marketing course with all the tools, education, and accountability you need to grow your business without that extra set of hands or high overhead costs. At And Marketing You, you will learn exactly what you need to do to execute a concrete marketing strategy by dedicating just two to four hours per week. And Marketing You will help you to execute strategy, messaging, content marketing, SEO, social media, paid digital advertising, and more. You'll have access to on-demand resources, live courses, group coaching sessions, community forums, and networking, plus the exact templates and tools you need for success. I took this course myself, and one of the greatest benefits we gained was learning to develop a competitive strategy that aligned our social media playbook and website to generate highly qualified leads. For all the tools, education, and accountability you need to grow your small business at a fraction of the cost of hiring a traditional agency or additional employee, go to www.and-marketing.com forward slash you. Again, that's www.and-marketing.com forward slash you. And use the code SHOCK to receive 10% off of any program. And we are back with skate with, with skate. 
See, we just talked about me screwing up names and now I'm screwing up yours with Kate Skolnick. <laughs> Here's our, our imperfect perfection <laughs> or imperfect action. <laughs> and uh, I love, I love all the things that you're talking about because especially within social media um, that I think you're right. There's, there's still this belief that maybe I have to have an Instagram perfection rather than, uh, you know, the reality of, you know, we, we all know the, the jokes about people who, you know, have the Pinterest cake and they show that and then they show their own and they're like, uh, I don't really (laughs) know what happened here, but you know, there you go. I think helping people to embrace that is really, really important because Mm. it definitely is more authentic. Do you find that people eventually get more comfortable with it? Yeah, they do. And, and, you know, so the, the first thing is, I would say, I always try to keep it simple. So you don't need to be on all the platforms, be on one platform, make a decision about where your audience is, or which one you like using more, so that you will use it, choose one, yes. nail it, like get the most out of it, juice that thing. And, till, and then you can work out whether or not you have the resources, like the time or energy or whatever to, to put into another platform. So nail one platform. That's the first thing. Um, and then, I'm sorry, what did you say to me <laughs> just a second ago? I've lost my train of thought. No, that's okay. We were, we were basically, but I just wondered if people got more comfortable with, yeah. um, you know, the fact that maybe they don't have to be perfect in that. Yeah, I think so. I think they do. And particularly once I tell them things like if I, whether I'm running ads or whether I'm doing um, just the content, particularly with ads, it's really interesting that if you run ads, the first thing to to do with running ads is don't just run one. That's why people say, oh, I tried advertising and it didn't work. So you've got to test everything. Does this audience like video? Do they like images? What sort of images do they like? And nine times out of 10, if I have a really ordinary, even slightly grainy photograph that, <laughs> that someone's taken, it's really ordinary. That will usually win the, the bid compared to nicer, more polished photographs or even stock photographs that we try to choose ones that look not stocky. So yeah, mm-hmm. ordinary photographs have a bigger impact. It's quite surprising. You know, I actually, um, I have a perfect story for that. So when I started um, rolling out my blog on LinkedIn, so, uh, and now I do it once a week on Tuesdays, but I call it thoughts from the coffee table. Like I started, I called it thoughts from the day, thought of the day or whatever. And then I realized that every day I I decided what I was going to write on while I was sitting at my coffee table and and it came to me. So I'm like, I'm going to rename it thoughts from the coffee table. So that just alone, the verbiage caught people's attention. But in mm-hmm. the beginning, I was using stock photos. So I'd use a photo, you know, at first I'd write it and then that didn't get any. So I used photos, but I used stock photos. And then I realized I just still wasn't getting any traction. But when I use a picture that I've taken from my phone, now I have a formula that really works. It's kind of a quirky picture. I say thoughts from the coffee table. I have a funny little catch line. And then that's all you see except for the photo, unless you hit more. And all of a sudden those funny pictures, you know, like the, the one that got the, I, the two that ever got the best was one was a banana peel in a parking lot that had, you know, literally I'm like, am I supposed to slip on it? And then the other one was a, um, a Swedish fish candy that had been run over by a car. So like the best two came out of parking lots yep. and because people are like, what the heck? <laughs> But those things resonated because they're things we see every day and made people curious. And, and so now that's my whole, whole formula is I use these pictures that 
I've taken that sparked some sort of, you know, commentary mm. in my head that I want to share. And yep. it was, it proved itself out without a doubt. Yep. So the way that most people use social media on all the platforms is they scroll through their newsfeed. Like most people just go to the newsfeed. Business owners do it a bit differently. Most people go to, through their newsfeed. So what we want to do is either have photographs that look like something their friends might take. So we hack our way into their newsfeed by looking like stuff that their friends might take, which is imperfect, right? It's, it's not perfect. They're not, they don't have all their friends doing professional photography. So there's that. There's also um, a category of images called disruption. And so what I'm hearing with things like the banana skin and things, it's like the sort of thing that I would not expect to see in my newsfeed. So it gets me to stop scrolling and to pay and go, hang on, what's this with the banana peel? You know, what's going on? So that's another way of sort of hacking your way into the newsfeed. So it doesn't work anymore to hack our way into the newsfeed looking perfect and polished and gorgeous as gorgeous as we all are, <laughs> but <laughs> it's actually better to look imperfect and to, and to, or be just slightly disruptive. Yeah. Depending on your yeah. brand, if your brand is okay with a little disruption. Exactly. Very good. Well, I think we've already hit some of these points, but you know, my theme for the month is the magic of marketing, you know, which like, I, I love the theme because people are like, there's really no magic to it. It's actually just a process. Um, but yep. I've been asking all my guests to, you know, share some tips like, and you've shared a number of them, which is great. So I'm hoping maybe you have a one or two more of, you mm -hmm. know, really how can we um, be better at marketing, whether it's for us individually, for our businesses, for our, for our companies, or for starting out, if we're going to start from the beginning. Yeah. So one of the first things we want to do is if you want to come up with content that is more likely to be shared and to resonate with people, you need to have sort of hit an emotional button. So you need to create content that elicits an emotional response. Now, there's a lot of data behind this actually working. But the other thing is that it's not just any emotional response. Positive emotional responses, particularly on Facebook, like LinkedIn's a little more serious, but particularly on the other platforms, positive emotional responses work better. And this is why. So if I see a photograph that makes me feel disempowered and unhappy, like some sort of poor tortured animal, then I, I what I do is I skip over and want to get to my happy place. I'm not going to say, oh, gee, I feel disempowered and really unhappy. I think I'll share that with Michael so she can feel just as bad as I do. Like, no one I mean, does I know, that. I know somebody like that. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas if I if I see something that I just think, oh, that just really hits the nail on the oh, Michael would love this. Let me share that with oh, I've got to put this on my on my personal profile because this really says it for me today. It really hit me, you know, in the solar plexus or whatever. It made me laugh. So content that elicits emotional response from your audience is really, really powerful. And the other thing is to think about people are doing on social media and again LinkedIn slightly different but certainly when it comes to Facebook do you remember that that 80s sitcom Cheers mm -hmm. oh yes. yeah so um, I'm not going to sing you the song but the song has words in it along the lines of um, making your way in the world today takes everything you got uh, taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot and so yes. people go to Cheers to escape their worries they're really there for the camaraderie, not for the alcohol, but for escaping from their problems for a while. 
Yes. And that's exactly what people do on social media. They go to work and then they realise, oh, I've got this really horrible task. Oh, look, I'll, I'll get onto Facebook and find a happy place, get a little dopamine hit for a few minutes, go and see what my friends are doing or see if I can get a happy thing happening. And then I do the, the horrible task. Oh, now I've done my horrible you know, tasks till almost lunchtime. I'm going to have another quick happy fix on Facebook. And reward myself. So we need to meet them there. So we need yeah. to sort of not be too heavy and not be too overly educational. We just need to give them enough information. It's the other thing, a lot of people mistake social media as a platform. They have to tell everyone everything. No, the purpose of Facebook and social media is just to get your customers to pay attention enough so that they will make the next action. What is that next action you want them to take? Is it to pick up the phone? it to you know book online so how much information and inspiration do they need to just go from where they are now to taking that action mm-hmm. we don't need to give them the whole thing right i agree and and that's really i think a um uh i it makes me think about long ago i used to uh, write emails that were way too long and th- some of them were really good. I mean, had we had LinkedIn, I would have turned them into articles because I was yeah. sharing like sales motivation things. And, you know, I like had this with great stories and I'd send them out. And I remember somebody emailed me back once and said, I love when you teach in front of a group. I love to be in that room. But when you send me an email like this, I don't read past the first line. And all mm-hmm. I see is a whole lot of text, even though you included a picture. And I went, Oh, less is more. It can be, but it depends on the industry. So you often hear these rumors around, oh, you should keep your captions to 80 characters or less. Really, it depends on the industry. If you've got something that's really good eye candy, like jewelry, you can keep it really short because it's all about looking at the picture. But in Mm -hmm. your kind of industry, in coaching, often long form copy does really well. It's just that you need to know how to write it and how to space it out. So one of the things that we were taught at school was you have one idea per paragraph. But when you're writing for online or email or whether it's blogs or whether it's captions, it's no more than two sentences per paragraph. So you want to have a lot of white space so that people read it. As soon as there's a big block of text, even if it's in um, a post, what will happen is either people will not read it or if I feel like I really need to read it, it's really important, then I'll take a deep breath and I'll steal myself to make myself read it right because it's harder when it's a block of text so breaking it up into shorter punchier sentences and shorter uh, paragraphs just makes it easier to read so it does depend on you know some some industries with coaching and transformational life coaching often you need to get a very high level of know like and trust people need to trust you So often longer form copy is one of the ways, it's not the only way, it's one of the ways that you can help get people to know, like, and trust you. Mm-hmm. That's very true. You're right. It does It does have to be dependent on it. It's actually one of the reasons that I um, really enjoyed starting my blog always on LinkedIn is that with the LinkedIn post at the, with 1300 characters, and even though when my thoughts from the coffee table take up a lot of characters, mm-hmm. it really forced me to... Um, to write more concisely, but to still have a good amount of dialogue. There's a, you know, there's a good mm-hmm. amount of text and the, uh, you know, the, the percentage of people who read it all the way through is very good now, now that I've found yeah. the right formula of that, or, you know, my formula, at least I talk about how I, how it mm. works, but 
it's um it's really interesting to see how different um you know like i have somebody now on my team who's really trying to help us um, maximize twitter because twitter is like the antithesis you know of of that opportunity on on linkedin and both are important but they're mm. vastly different mediums to use length a message and you know an audience mm -hmm. yep and to your point, you know, you got to figure out where it's important for your business to sit in order to have success with it. Yeah. And this is one of the other reasons why just starting with one platform and nailing that, because the overarching sort of strategy is the same in that you want to create regular content. Now, regular can can be anything from a minimum of three times a week on Facebook or posting every second day, um, or it could be three three tweets a day. So it depends mm -hmm. on the platform. Regular depends on the platform. But you want to be posting regularly and interacting, like being social on the social yes. platforms. Yes. And so that's a basic overarching sort of strategy for any, any platform, but some of them have different flavors. So LinkedIn is slightly less frivolous than Facebook can be. So Facebook can be a bit more fun. So, you know, it's like, how do I make the most out of each platform? And that in and of itself is, is quite intricate and, and can be a little more, you know, details. It's not just we post the same stuff on different platforms because that's the other mistake people go um, and and a lot of the systems make this really easy to do I'll put the same content at the same time on Instagram yeah. and Facebook and while mm -hmm. I'm there I'll put it on LinkedIn as well yeah. uh, well the the problem with that is you're not giving people an incentive to follow you on each of those platforms because you're just giving them everything in duplicate or triplicate so why should yeah. I follow you on on those platforms so you really need to make the most out of each platform so that the algorithms are different. You can get the best out of each of those and you can maximize, you know, your, your investment in time and energy. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And um, with my company, we made that, that I made that this was before I had other people, but I made that absolute mistake right out of the board of having the exact same things on each of those um, hmm. mediums, just because it was easy to copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste. And I'm like, well, we're not getting anywhere with this. Maybe we need a different strategy. Um, yeah. So you're absolutely right. I definitely am one that that hit that. And we're getting yeah. better and better every day. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Kate, I think that's it's fascinating what you do. I know we'll have all of your uh, contact information on our show notes. But in case somebody is watching or listening right now and they're like, I really want to know how to work with her because I know she's going to help my business launch or go to the next level. What's the best way for people to reach you? So I have sanesocialmedia.com, sane as in S-A-N-E, although some days I feel like I'm not necessarily sane. The concept behind <laughs> that was, you know, social media drives a lot of people insane. So the sane way to do it is to outsource it to sane social media. Um, <laughs> and then I also oh, have katesculnick.com, Kate with a C, C-A-T-E-S-C-O-L-N-I-K.com. Excellent. Well, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? No. <laughs> now that I have never had as an answer and I love it. But I I think I just, it's, you know, it's, it's shock your potential stuff that I just try to shock tactics. So <laughs> great. Thank you for that. <laughs> That's all right. Look, I mean, yeah, the main thing is that it, it's just about social media is like going to the gym. 
you need to commit to doing it regularly. Okay, so if you can't have that consistency, you're not going to get the results. The difference is that if you don't go to the gym, like most people will join up, go to the gym, really gung ho, and then gradually taper off and go, oh, I'm a bit tired this week. Oh, I think I'll just go home and have a gin and tonic instead. <laughs> but then at the end of three months, they look and go, well, I guess I got the results that I, you know, based on the effort I put in. Whereas with Facebook, people tend to go, well, I posted every day last week and the week before, and I haven't had the phone ring once. Well, it, it is playing the long game. We need to be consistent. We need to be in there, you know, doing our push-ups pretty regularly. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, I so agree. That reminds me, it's time for me to go do my push-ups. <laughs> Kate, thank you so much for being a guest. I really appreciate you. you have great value and I'm so glad we're connected. Uh, it's lovely. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees and sales mixology. Why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.